you're tuned in to Shake, Rattle, and Goal, the official podcast of your Springfield Thunderbirds. Osmanski, a one-timer deflected side of the goal, Alexandrov scores! Hosted by Matt Baker and Steve Forney, a show that's everything Springfield hockey, with interviews including players, coaches, and staff. The Springfield Indians repeat as the Calder Cup champions. Listen to this podcast on all major streaming platforms and wherever you download podcasts. In his first year at the helm, Kevin McDonald and Drew Manister have the team in the Calder Cup Finals. Watch the podcast on the official Shake, Rattle, and Goal YouTube page at SRG Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Baker and Steve Forney. And we are pleased to right now be joined by really the two men of the weekend. Let's be honest with it. Uh, Sam Bitten, Will Bitten, joining us right now on the Shake, Rattle, and Gold podcast alongside Matt Baker. I'm Steve Forney. Uh, fellas, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, boys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I think that, that that particular night was uh, was pretty awesome, and and. Uh, I got to be honest, Sam, there's this like, I'm just from a fan perspective and obviously I work for the team, but like, it's like the, the less that you played at home, the more there was like this cult following of the unknown. And every time that we would pose questions to fans, it's like, well, when's Sam Bitten playing? Well, I want to see Sam Bitten. When's Sam Bitten playing? When's Sam Bitten playing? And then I feel like when we announced, when I announced your name in the starting lineup, that was the loudest cheer. I feel like I've, I've heard in a long time. Walk me through that moment and sort of you getting the chance to play on the home ice in front of the Thunderbirds fans. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I felt it too. I had a lot of fans always writing me and always like, when are you going to play? When are you going to play at home? We want to see you. Because I only had that one exhibition game uh, against Providence. And, you know, that was a tough loss. But I think I had a good showing with uh, my first scrap in front of the fans. So I think they, they were you know, really anticipated my home debut. So, um, yeah, it was uh, incredible. And we didn't know for the game when when Coach Bannister said that we were going to start the game, you know, I said, well, like, here we go. You know, like, we looked at each other and we knew first shift had to be a good one. That's for sure. And when, uh, you know, I heard you call my name, Steve, I was like, when I heard the roar from the fans, I was like, oh, my God, like, I feel feel at home here. And the welcome was unbelievable. I was uh, super, super emotional to go out there and pumped at the same time. And, uh, you know, I was just happy that I could give a good showing for the fans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you did that. Will, what was that like for you? Older brother, I'm an older brother myself and and sitting in the locker room and, and hearing Coach Bannister read the starting lineup and you guys were in it. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was it was incredible, honestly. Um, these past couple of months have been pretty crazy. We've actually never played with each other on the same team growing up other than beer league in the summer, which our chemistry is off the charts. But um, <laughs> um, uh, taking us back to main camp in St. Louis, you know, we got that NHL exhibition game playing on the same line together. That was pretty special as well. And um, to, to be able to play Bitsy's Army game together on the same ice but on the same line as well is was pretty special and 
you know, Sam first home game, we knew it was going to be crazy and um, everyone was excited for it. But um, like he said, that first shift, you know, we had goosebumps and all the boys were fired up and, uh, I'll tell you that there was no puck on the ice on that first shift. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I noticed because uh, again, Sam, it was like um, immediately you went out and you smashed Russo. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt, and quite honestly, Ryan Smith said the same thing to me a post game. Like that rattled him. Like he he was, I mean, he's supposed to kind of be their leader, and I don't want to throw the guy under the bus, but it, yeah. it, the minute you smashed him, that they, they kind of. It was like the air got sucked out of the Utica yeah. team. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's not about the size of the hit or, or anything. It's about the, the time and the moment timing and momentum. And yeah. And I thought that that was such a it was like whatever, 20 seconds in, I felt like the momentum shifted. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's no secret I knew who I was going after there, and I knew he was one of their top guys. And that's you know, that's my game. You know, I like to, you know, get in people's faces and you know, make my name that way so uh, I knew who I was going after and like my brother I you know I had a good scouting report talking to Will and and uh you know I said you know the first shift you know it's important for me to get engaged early haven't played in a long time right like in uh it was only my fourth game in the season and first game in under a month so I was like I need to you know I want to get engaged early and and uh, I knew with a big hit like that would have started off well and I agree. I think after that, their team, it's kind of sucked the air out of them for sure. No doubt. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. talking with uh, Will and Sam Bitt and Matt. You got, go ahead. Yeah, so with for Bitsy's Army, the post-game auction, I think it was over $30,000 in the jersey auctions. What's it like playing in front of Springfield Thunderbirds fans in the Thunderdome, you know, knowing you've got the Bitsy's Army patch on your shoulder you know, it, it feels like it's a game bigger than a game. Um, do you guys feel that as players? Is it, is there, I, I don't know. I, it was just so special for you. It was so special for us as fans. It, it, take us through the, the game. Yeah. Uh, obviously that's probably one of the biggest games of the year for, for me personally. And, you know, that's an emotional game for, for my family and I, and, you know, we had 30 to 40, um, uh, family, friends in a crowd and, you know, just, just seeing those jerseys. But first of all, I want to thank all the staff and Nate Costa as well for um, helping us out with everything. And, you know, it means a lot to us and just to see the Bitsy's Army logo on the jersey, like that's, that's pretty special. You know, not a lot of people can say that, you know, they, they have a game after them, you know, and um, it's pretty special. And, you know, all the boys coming out and, supporting us and playing the way we did 7-0 at home, the Thunderdome. That's, that's a statement game right there, you know, and um, everyone made sure they were ready. You know, we had a great crowd, you know, three games that week. We didn't know what to expect and uh, three home games and, you know, they showed up every home game. And I feel like our crowd taking, taking us back to, you know, ever since we went to the finals and the playoffs, I think our crowds have been great and, they're supporting us like crazy. We have another really good team this year, and I'm really excited, looking forward to um, what we can do. I think, you know, with having um, two organizations in one with Carolina, we're still trying to figure out um, line combinations, and, you know, we got a lot of bodies, and everyone's good. So um, it's really interesting, but, you know, that Bitsy's Army game, pretty special for my brother and I, and, you know, um, 
getting to score a goal there was was pretty cool. Um, trying to get Sam one too, but it hit off my leg and I went on. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess like sort of one last sort of emotional question for you guys, but like you yeah. know, like when I got called up to the Bruins and my dad was fighting cancer in in Boston and it's hockey fights cancer night. And I'm trying to announce the Bruins game with all this emotional stuff. And meanwhile, my dad's like three blocks away fighting for his life. And it was like, I felt, and even after he passed for these hockey fights, cancer nights, it's it's like, I feel him in the building and I don't necessarily consider myself a religious guy, but I just, I feel this like presence. Like, I just feel like he's there with me. And I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering if you guys felt, I mean, two goals, two assists will, did you did you sort of feel a presence of, I don't know whether it's your cousin or just love and appreciation or did did you did you just feel this sort of sense, uh, of like like you weren't alone like there was somebody there with you? Yeah, definitely. Like you said, I think you know that one goal I scored could have been one of the nicest goals I've scored in my career. And, that was nasty. You know, and yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But uh, immediately after I scored, just pointing at him, but. A good example of it was, you know, um, that shot by Coglin at the point bounced over my stick and it hit my leg and went in. I was just, I was just laughing, you know, kind of last couple of games, I've had a lot of chances, probably way better chances than that. They weren't going in and for it to just hit my leg like that, you know, and go in, I was just like, wow, someone, you know, Martin is definitely watching over us right now. And having his dad in the crowd was pretty special as well. So, um, what a game to do it, you know, and, you know, get that win was huge, obviously. I'll take that assist to any day of the week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sammy Gang's first point, too. Yeah. You know, that's, there's, there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of different plays and situations that, you know, we're, we're really excited of and milestones, obviously, yeah, too. Yeah, so. for, sure. for sure. Guys, talking more hockey now, take me into, strategy, mindset, philosophy of a power play. Um, I think we we got out of the power play slump this weekend um, for power play goals. Are you looking, when you're passing the puck around, you're moving the puck around, you're, you're sending it low, bringing it to the point, are you looking for the shot or are you looking for a shot? Put it on goal, hope for a redirection, hope for a rebound. Is there a philosophy there? Listen, Matt, I would love to speak on that, but that was the first power play I've played in a long time. So are you asking Will this question or me? Like, let's be honest. But, Go ahead, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, been, it's been a little tough just because we have so many guys that played the power play before, and I feel like we've got a lot of guys in – different areas now and we're still trying to figure each other out but yeah like you said matt i think just you know try to find that shot we we, we had to keep it simple and i felt like um that last game we we're just trying to shoot a lot more which you know the puck went in too i'm not like the other games i would say we had a lot of great chances as well but it just wasn't going in right so um i think just the key key of it was you know i felt like our breakouts were a lot better we're getting in the zone quicker and you know you always want to gain the top you want to pass it to the d on top and then you can move it around but obviously yeah getting getting traffic in front and a lot of goals in the ahl are greasy so um that's all my goals all net front greasy so um 
I'll take them for sure. Well, you know, Sam, I found it interesting that like you were, you know, labeled as like the fighter and Godet's yeah. labeled as the, you know, uh, the goal scorer. And yet in that game, you had the assist. Godet had the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I found it a little ironic, you know, and I saw a couple guys try to go with you and you, you, you didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? It was a little ironic knowing that God that's out there getting. By the way, which is right in front of me. Anytime you guys want to fight, right in front of me at in front of in between the penalty boxes. Uh, I love the view. But, Perfect. Um, love that. Good uh, to know. But it was it was a little ironic to see you get on the score sheet and him to uh, serve a fighting major. Yeah, isn't that great? That doesn't happen too often. So those nights in the locker room, I was like, wow. I don't. I forgot how that felt like. But um, to be honest with you, like you know. Uh, it felt great to be out there in those uh, in that situation. Uh, you know, growing up, I was always a scorer. I was always a you know a guy, a good playmaker. So uh, it's not it wasn't uncomfortable to me being in those situations. As you saw, I took the face offs uh, down, took the face off in the D zone, won it back, and we got a good entry out of it. So um, the boys were actually trying to set me up for the one timer there. I wanted to shoot it, but. I end up being the playmaker to Will. Pretty cool, though, feeling to get my first point on my brother's goal there. So, uh, yeah, definitely a night to remember. But trust me, there'll be a lot of nights that I'll be the one tossing it up for sure. <laughs> yeah. Will, Sam, what was it like growing up uh, between you two? Was it always hockey? I know, I know you guys didn't play on the same teams, but – you know, were you competitive? Did you feed off each other? Did you help each other develop your game? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're, we come from a really um, competitive and sportive background. And my parents being um, two-time Olympians in badminton, um, my mom went to 1992 and 96. I think that's Barcelona, yeah. Atlanta. And, you know, we played a lot of sports growing up. Um, obviously, badminton, um, soccer, hockey. And I think, you know, it's really helped us with our uh, hand-eye, our, our quickness on the ice. And, you know, playing a lot of different sports, I feel like, helps. And um, we're a super competitive uh, family. And, you know, we had so many mini mini sticks battles in the basement. I can tell you that. So, um, yeah, it was great. You know, we're always we're always trying to help each other out. Um, you know, uh, whatever it is. You know, like right now, um, my brother and I, after practice, maybe we'll drop the mitts and try little things out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's been great. You know, having my brother here. He's worked so hard his whole life, and um, getting that opportunity this year with T-Birds and uh, showing what he can do. And, you know, the fans see it. A lot of people see it in the dressing room. And, you know, it's just going to get better and better. I can't imagine going to a barbecue in the summer and at the Bitten House and they're like, hey, let's go play some badminton. Again, Americans, uh, just badminton. I like yeah. your way better, badminton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it turns into, you know, real – legit yeah. stuff this isn't your backyard <laughs> volleyball no. game this is like legit stuff yeah it's always annoying on tv when they show it uh playing outside my parents and i we always get angry because we're like it's not it's an indoor sport shouldn't be played really? outside yeah wow because you see people just touching it like this and it makes it they make it look so easy but every time I, one of my teammates and it happens every year they go oh it's you know 
it's not a it's not a hard sport i'm i always the first one like let's go let's go we'll, we'll, i'll take you we'll, i'll show you what it's like you know because it's the hardest sport for me like played hockey my whole life i'm fortunate you know my dad's a badminton professional back home he teaches a lot of kids so i i'm able to you know go play badminton with some of the best players in our hometown and you know I, they put me through a workout and i love it so it's uh <laughs> I, I'm always the one challenging guys. If you think it's easy, come out, come on the courts. Let's find out. <laughs> Do you need high ceilings for that? I feel like that's not like yeah, a basement yeah. sport. High like you need yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. High yeah, ceilings. Really high. Yeah. Really high. Yeah. I need a, I need a badminton lesson. Maybe you got to come down, Steve and Ottawa. Yeah. And we'll, we'll give you a lesson. I got to knock that shuttlecock around. That's what <laughs> I need to do. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I kind of have uh, one question for each of you. Actually, last year, you kind of, Will, you had your little stint in St. Louis, four games, you got an assist. I'd like to know what that was like. And then to you, Sam, playing overseas, yeah. um, a few games in Sweden, and I uh, check if I'm not mistaken, and, right. and sort of what that was like playing overseas. Um, give us a little insight as to those experiences. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. yeah Obviously, getting my the, my first taste in the NHL, my first couple of games there was uh, was really special. I remember like yesterday, uh, it was December third, and Kevin gave me that call saying you're going up, you're you're going to you're going to Pittsburgh tonight, and I was like, oh my god, like this is crazy, you know. And it's actually a wild story. Um, it took me two flights to get to Pittsburgh from um, Hartford Bradley International Airport, and um, I did Hartford to Washington, Washington to Pittsburgh. I got at the airport, I believe it was like 5.30. And the rink's pretty far from the airport, which no one told me. And, you know, it's a big game and there's a lot of traffic. And um, Warmies was what, at like oh, 6.30 or yeah, so? 6.20 or, yeah. or whatever. And I remember being on the highway and we're not moving. And I had to tell the... The limo guy i was like hey this is my first nhl game tonight i'm playing you, you gotta get me there you know and i remember him calling the cops and we had a police escort us close to the rank and i got in like 10 minutes before warm-ups my first nhl game it almost worked out better because i wasn't as nervous like it's not like i was there all day i was just thinking i need to get there you know but anyways, that was crazy. And There's something else to worry about, though. It's like you don't have to worry about your game. You got to worry about getting to the game. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, taking that solo lap uh, by myself and, you know, just thinking of all that hard work that I've done my whole life and finally paying off and, you know, seeing Crosby, Malkin, Latang just staring at me when I'm by myself. I was just like, wow. Wow. I'm in the show, you know. But, uh, awesome. yeah, that was a great experience for me. Um I was there about a month last year in December, and it, I learned a lot. It was good. Um, got got that cool assist there, a really um, cool moment for me and my family. A um, couple of big games up there, but um, it was great. You know, I'm still hungry to get back up there, and um, one day at a time for sure for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to take too much of your time, guys. You my story in europe yeah, we, we got all night we got all night crazy. Kids are, kids are, my here. kids are asleep i don't know why I know, my kids are i don't know how full your fridge is steve you know you might have to, i could talk all night buddy <laughs> no but um yeah so long, long story short here so 
how how I went to Europe was basically I played in the OHL for four seasons, and then that COVID year happened, and I I did not get my last year, my overage year in the OHL, and uh, so I was 19 years old. I wanted to. It was you know that that season ended, and then that 20 my OA year was not playing, so I made the decision to go to Europe play you know I wanted to challenge myself and you know mature as a player and play against men so I went to the Sweden in Sweden uh played a little bit there and then the big decision was to go back and play in Czech and so I started in Czech two league and uh the goal was always a two-year plan to move up to the extra liga which is the first the main Czech league and that's a really really strong league so and they don't take a lot of imports in Czech Republic we're only allowed five imports in that league. And, uh, you know, usually it's, you know, guys with pretty big resumes that have played in the NHL or have a lot of games in the American League. So I knew it was going to be a challenge. But um, when I started in the second league, you know, I knew I had to get some numbers and uh, to, to get up there. And I, I was a scorer. You know, I was, you know, I, I put up some good, nice goals and some good points. And uh, I got called up that year. In December, actually, so I made my mark there, and it's a big team called Vitkovice. That's a big club over there in Europe, and a well-known club. And um, went there, and then I signed a contract the following year to another team called HC Pilsen, and that was a ride right there. You know, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, once I went there, my game changed from going to this from the you know second league to be an offensive player to being, you know, a tougher player because my mentality was to always come back to North America and showcase myself to the North American scouts and ultimately sign, a, you know, a contract in the NHL. So um, I don't think the one thing I will say, I don't think they were used to seeing a young 22-year-old kid like me coming in and, you know, challenging everybody every night, you know. <laughs> I think they, it was a little new to them and it wasn't in their culture, but I will say, but... Um, you know, I'll tell you one thing, the fans really appreciated my style of play. They loved the fights and the hits, yeah. and they they were great to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So folks in Springfield, they love it. And, you know, that's, and, and that's the same. Yeah. The biggest comparison, like they're similar, very similar like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and real quick for both of you, I, you know, you're both natural born French speakers. That's right. Right. And you learned yeah. uh, English. First of all, that process, I'm always amazed. I mean, I try to do whatever it is, Duolingo, and I can't learn Spanish. I've been yeah, taking, I was on there, too. I took Spanish 1 in, like, seventh grade. I still can't figure it out. But, yeah, you guys were able to learn English on the fly. Then you're in foreign countries. Yeah. What was the process like stepping out of your native language, whether it's in the U.S. learning English or overseas? What What's that whole sort of learning experience been for, for both of you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you know, our first language is French, obviously. Um, we went to a full French school growing up, so we only had uh, one English class uh, a semester. But, um, you know, with hockey, we kind of learned it with our with hockey, and yeah. our dad speaks English. He's English. Yeah, so, dad speaks. Um, oh, cool. Kind of three versus one at home. My mom, <laughs> my brother, and I versus my dad kind of thing. But um, he understands it as well. But, um, yeah, it's pretty funny growing up. Just I remember going offside all the time. My coach would speak English, and I would have <laughs> no clue. But um, yeah, no, it it was good. It's it's 
you know, we learned it pretty quick with hockey and our dad. And, you know, I, I played in the OHL in uh, Plymouth in the States at 16 years old. So I kind of had to um, understand it quickly. And, you know, for Sam as well, um, we, we left our house at 16 years old. So um, it's young and we had to learn it pretty early. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm really grateful. My mom, you know, decided to put us in French school and, Cause uh, you know, it's some parents, they, they know, you know, okay, English, the main language, like, we'll just, we'll worry about later. But I, I'm like, she knew that when we were going to play hockey or sports, it was always going to be English. Right. So, and my dad speaks English. So, um, but it was very important for my mom. She stayed home with us, watched us. And uh, you know, we were, yeah, we didn't learn French English till, you know, yeah. a couple, I don't even know how old we were, like five, six years old. So, yeah, it was just great to, you know, feel thankful to have two languages right now in my pocket to pull out any time. And it's really good in the room sometimes. I know some guys get sick of it because we do have a lot of French guys in the room right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, it, it, did you find a lot of, I don't know, like, especially overseas, was there's a lot of, a lot of guys. I, I feel yeah. like that's such a melting pot of languages. Yeah. yeah. Overseas then, was really tough, to be honest, Steve, because – you know, in Czech, like I said, at, at different countries, I know a lot, I, we have a lot of buddies playing Germany, Finland, and uh, Russia, and then uh, they, they have a lot more imports. In Czech, I was, uh, the two years I played, um, I didn't have any North American really imports, so I, I was, you know, basically alone there, and then in the second league, I was in a small town. I don't think anybody spoke English in the whole town. I, I'm not kidding you, so it was, you know, really tough to you know, I had to, you know, you got to mature quick and you got to, you know, know your ways around and kind of be street smart in that sense. And, uh, you know, I felt like that's what, you know, helped me be like a people's person. And, yeah. you know, I, I really appreciate that. I'm grateful for that opportunity to see another, you know, visit another country and live in their culture. And uh, I thought it was it's a really unique situation because most people, you know, they go to Europe at the end of their career. Right, guys? Like I did it the uh, you know, vice versa. I went when I was 19. Most guys do it at the end to go, you know, experience that and, you know, have a nice lifestyle. But so there was there was not too many imports that were coming in at 20, 21 years old. So I had to I had to figure out a lot of stuff on my own. <laughs> yeah, for That's sure. For sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, last question for me. Um, yeah. I, I we talked to Kevin Johnson and he's the in-game host. He's the guy who stops you. Uh when to do the third star he's the guy who interviews you um mm-hmm. on the ice before at yeah. the end of the game and he said that we never used to do that but part of the reason why the team decided to do that is because this is a developmental league and when you get to the nhl guess what you have to do interviews you have to learn how to talk to fans you have to learn how to talk to the media you have to learn how to do all these things yeah and I just I find both of you to have I mean you guys on the mic I just think are fantastic I think you just mm-hmm. have personalities that appreciate it yeah. um, that yeah that sort of uh, elude when you're on the microphone yeah is that something that you guys uh, well you know again those of us who love to talk we know we love to talk radio guy but yeah. like how important is that to your development and your understanding of how mm-hmm. the NHL lifestyle works and how the, the NHL life works and you know, when you become a captain or you're, you know, the main person that that's being spoken to or being interviewed and knowing how to handle yourself in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good question. 
Um, appreciate the compliment, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I, I could listen to you guys all day. I want to do this yeah. for another hour. I, I know yeah. you guys got other stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all good. We're all good. Let's go have oh, a beer hey. sometime, for real. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I think I think Sam and I have to uh, give a big credit to my mom, you know, raising us with good manners and, you know, spoken really high of people. Yeah. And, you know, Sam and I growing up in Ottawa, um, we were captains of our hockey teams our whole lives growing up. And, you know, we have that leadership that we enjoy talking to people or mm-hmm. meeting new people. I know um, an example before our games, you know, it's always packed outside before we come in, you know, and Sam and I give them the time to, you know, sign all their jerseys, uh, their hockey cards or just meeting them. You know, it, it puts a big smile on their face and, you know, they're supporting us every night and means a lot to us. And, you know, just to put a name to the face, you know, and see, see how they're doing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Like I, mean, I, well, I, always I was, want, sorry, I was yeah. just going to say, it's amazing. Every time I see a fan post a picture on social media pregame, it's you guys are in there. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in every single one. And I'm like, these yeah. guys know how to work the, work the crowd, work the fans. Yeah. Like that's but such a skill that not yeah. a lot of players have. So but to be honest yeah. with you, like, we wouldn't for me the way i look at it it's like i wouldn't be able it wouldn't be as much fun with like it wouldn't be fun at all without the fans right like i i think that's what makes our game so beautiful like the the passion you know the hockey fans you know give back to us is unbelievable and like for me every time i you know put my skates on honestly i'm telling you like every time i'm thinking I'm like, I want the fans to be leave with a show, you know, like I feel like I want to give back to them because, you know, they're paying good money to watch us play and they're out there, you know, like they work full jobs to just to come. And then at night they come see us with their kids and, you know, it's, I give back to them, you know, like for me, it's, I, I love playing hockey. It's what we do. And, uh, you know, I, I want to be a warrior out there for them, you know, like that's, that's my mentality. And yeah. It's it's awesome to hear you guys say that. And I have to say, I mean, you guys hit a home run. I, I, I'm here right now because, you know, I I want to create memories for my kids. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the Thunderbirds grown up living here in Western Mass is, is my way of doing that. I can't tell you how many times I, I hear my kids down in our basement playing, uh, you know, knee hockey and it's goal will bitten and and it's off. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even kidding you and and lately it's been like they've been wrestling and and they're at that yeah. age now so it's like oh sam bitten coming in for the fight and they're, they're, they're throwing the gloves down and That's but awesome. i mean you guys you hit a home run and, and hearing you say that yeah. you know steve and i talk about this it, it makes me it, i'm honored to be a part of this i'm honored to yeah. have this conversation with you guys you you're both a joy to watch on the ice and, yeah. and watch you guys do what you do. And I'm not just saying that I, I truly yeah. mean it. And, uh, you know, you got a lot you to guys, be proud of fellas. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys, you know, be able to give us that, you know, be able to showcase, you know, giving us your time tonight to speak and, uh, you know, hear our side of the story sometimes. And, you know, it's a lot of fans want to know a lot, right? Like they don't have a lot of, mm-hmm. they want to know the players, you know, like it's hard sometimes before the games and you're rushing and you're signing and you have a lot on your mind before a game. But, um, you know, I was just really happy, honestly, to have that game for them because every day I would walk there I would and I was taking warm-ups, say, or not playing, they were always, 
asked me, are you playing? Are you playing? And I was like, my time will come. Don't worry. And I was always so positive, but they were sometimes they were, I could see they were getting frustrated. And I'm like, stick with it, guys. Stick with it. <laughs> Do you well, have oh, any? Oh, Sorry. I was just going to say real quick. I'm no Drew Bannister, but I think that you've played yourself into this lineup. And I don't know. Again, I don't know how he's going to handle it, but as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned, Sam, you've played yourself into the lineup at least for a yeah. couple more games at, at bare minimum. Matt, go ahead. Yeah, no, that that's kind of what I was going to say is, it, you know, Will, you kind of you hit uh, touched on it earlier. There is a lot of talent on the team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, we, we've talked about this on other shows. Will, you you were on the second line there at one point with I, I called it the double Mick Bitten line before you got heard. And, that's you know, you're up one. and down the line and. I mean, we, you look at the fourth line sometimes and you're like, this could be a line two on another team. Yeah. So there is a lot of talent on this team. Absolutely. Do you have any feeling Sam? Like, you know, are you going to be in a more rotation with any of the lines? Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, like I, I would love to share, but I, I can't touch on that. You know, this it's, I don't know, you know, what their plan is, but you know, one thing is, you know, what I'm, what I like about myself and I, I worked hard on this is my mentality. Like every day I try to be the energy in the room, you know, be mm-hmm. vocal and be there for my teammates, you know, like, so that's all I control right now is, you know, be there for my teammates. And when I'm in, like you saw, I'm never going to shy away from anything. You know, that's the the player I am and I'll always have my teammates back. And um, I, I love the look of that fourth line answer your question last game. I thought having my brother, you know, a six-year player, a guy that played in the NHL a couple of games and, you know, being a, you know, more of a skill player known. And he was actually getting in there and firing me up and getting in the scrums. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's when you think your team could be a real problem, right, going, moving forward. And you could see those teams that win in the playoffs. They're deep teams. You know, you, you got to have four lines that can – produce and score and be effective. And I thought we did a really good job. I thought it was a good mix with Abramov too. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, you see Abramov had a three point night, my brother four, mm-hmm. and I had my first point. I was pretty effective for a fourth line. You don't see that too often, right? As a fourth line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to get you guys, we got to get you out there against Hartford. I mean, they're, and going back to what you said about the power play, they're all freaking six, eight, six, four, six, 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 big five. Team. Big, and, yeah. and like and that, like the power play, it's like where do you? Everyone's going yelling, shoot, and it's like where? Like every guy in the on the ice is six six, and they yeah. got eight foot sticks. Like what? What are you I'm supposed trying, to do? I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, and to, and, to, and to answer Matt's question as well as you know, last year I I thought you know we 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 missed a kind of Sam Bin player. You know, I felt like we got bullied a couple of games that we lost last year, especially in the playoffs. You know, we were missing that kind of style of player. And, you know, this year I thought, you know, telling Kevin, talking to him over the summer and stuff saying, you know, I had a guy for him in the backyard, you know, and um, <laughs> glad everything worked out, you know, Sam yeah. playing two exhibition games in the NHL and mm-hmm. doing his thing. And, you know, it's been a wild couple of months, but um, yeah, I mean, our line played great the other night. It's like I told you, the chemistry is, is there, you know, but uh, yeah, our team's so deep. We have so many good players. Um, every line's good. You know, last year we had Heisey and Furkey, and you know we had I think me, Nikki, and Neighbors, or me, Ginger, and uh, Neighbors. We were a good line as well. But um, I think we're really deep this year, having two organizations together, and 
Um, we're still trying to figure things out, but uh, it's it's been great so far. Um, we have a really solid team, and our goaltending's great too. Yeah. Um, we got two really, really big good. goalies, and yeah. you know, I it, it's going to be interesting. So it's it's going to be fun. Really looking I mean, forward. To it. I could go all night. I, I don't know. Are you guys? Do you guys? Are you guys tired of us yet? No, no. <laughs> like, like, we're good. We're good. So what's it like? What's it like trying to incorporate players from another? organization like this whole thing with charlotte and and uh, with the carolina and chicago is just bizarre but yeah do you feel that it's a benefit to you like we you're getting more talent but whether it's suzuki or coglin or reese mm. or is it is it just weird like what's that whole dynamic like it's definitely I, unique right yeah, yeah I, that's a great word yeah yeah i i would say unique yeah i you know it's it helps our team definitely. It's it's great, you know. They're all really good players, and you know it benefits the team. But also, you see guys maybe dropping down the lineup or maybe not playing from the organization the team's with. If that makes sense, sure. You know, and um, we're we're still trying to fit guys in and. You know, there's guys that maybe aren't playing but can play on any other team in the AHL, which, you know, it's weird. You're losing that opportunity, but um, it definitely helps our team. And, you know, we've been pretty for fortunate right now with uh, we have no injuries. So, yeah, uh, if there's injuries, you know, then it's like, oh, we, we have all these guys. Right. Yeah. So. Um, we, yeah, we got between, in, between we got, Tommy Cross and Nathan yeah. Todd last year, I mean, those were those are big ones, you know. Yeah, and then you can also say Witkowski as well. You know, yeah. they, these guys were all out for they were long term injuries. They weren't one or two weeks, right? Exactly. So um, we've been fortunate with that, especially with St. Louis. They they haven't got any injuries as well. So um, the boys are all healthy right now, and it's uh, it's kind of that. What? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of that, like you know, one day at a time mindset. That mentality of everyone showing up and putting their work boots on, and you know, when you get that chance, make the most out of it. Yeah, personally, I think it's great. You know, for selfishly, I love the practices. You know, like our if our practices are way more competitive. Like it's definitely, the competes high, and everyone's pushing for you know, fine for for jobs, right? Like we're all you know. We're brothers in that locker room, but we know, like, you know, we're competing with one another. And I think that's what, you know, I think that's what makes great teams is that our when we're practicing hard and we're battling with each other, it's uh, it makes, you know, the games, you know, feel easier because, you know, you're putting through your body through a lot of work during the week. So I think I think it's really going to help our team benefit down the stretch for sure. Mm. Yeah. Is it helpful? This is kind of like my last question. You guys are, are yeah. awesome to talk to. I know. Well, is, is we'll need is a part helpful? two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but seriously, we we could just meet at White Lion and uh, you yeah. know, let's do it. Game one night. You I'm fine it. with that. You name it. Um, being part of the St. Louis organization, an organization that is not scared to call guys up. I know last year there were a lot of injuries, but you know, Will, you had your call up. You had. Yeah. Uh, Hugh McGing had a call up. Nikita's up and down. Jake's up and down. Uh, mm -hmm. Tucker's up and down. You had call ups for um, Dmitry Samarukov, Steve Santini. Kessel had a call up, I think, last year. Like St. Yeah. Louis is not afraid to call guys up and and use Springfield. Yeah. How much does that 
is that always in the back of your mind? I know obviously, and, and we all root for all you guys. We want you to reach your dreams. We want you up in the NHL. Is it helpful? Does it fuel, add more fuel to the fire knowing that at any moment, this is an organization that will call you up and give you guys the opportunity? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for the St. Louis Blues organization. Um, especially they were, they were the team that gave me that, that shot, that first NHL game, you know, that, that means a lot to me. Uh, I take that with pride and, you know, they, they saw all that hard work that uh, I've done. And, you know, I also had a really good year last year, which helped. Um, but like you said, you know, it's, it, it keeps the guys motivated too in addressing them, right? They're not scared to call guys up. Like you said, Matt, I know some organizations are, you know, um, like you saw this year, they might, you know, there's a Ford injury. They might go 11 Ford 70, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, I, I wish I got that call, you know, you or, or, I'm here. Or, Hello. yeah, yeah. We're, we're down here. You know, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, they, yeah. they make you feel like, you know, we're, we're here, you know, if, if we're needed, it's, it's kind of a drag. We're kind of far from St. Louis, which, you know, maybe if we're a little closer, they'd call up guys maybe more often, who knows, but um, yeah, it's been, like you said, Matt, I think they're, they're not scared calling guys up and, you know, when you're up there, you got to make the most out of it for sure. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, Sam, Will, this has been awesome. Um, don't be a stranger. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. This has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, we wish nothing but the best for both of you guys. I um, I hope we see more of both of you guys in the lineup. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And um, <laughs> let's let's make that happen. Um, but we really appreciate you taking the time. I, I This has been fantastic. And like we said, yeah. we could do this all night. But yeah. You know, yeah, this this guy can talk hockey all night for sure. Yeah. I love talking hockey, boys. Love no, it. we'll um, no, we'll 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 move it to White Lion sometime. I think yeah. that's that's the move for sure. But thanks again, guys, for having us and let us uh, share our stories and uh, you know giving us the chance and the, you know the, the the eyes. So thank you very much. We appreciate it, guys. Awesome. No, we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah. There goes Will and Sam Bitten. Thank you, boys. Thanks, guys.